0: To be able to share music and connect with people like that, like even after I play, I love chatting to people that have come to see me and just connecting with people outside of the shows as well. Like even might be on like, social media as well. Like, I really like connecting with people that support me and, and that follow me. So yeah, it's such a nice feeling.
1: Welcome to Elevated Frequencies, the podcast that gives you access to the next level of house and techno so you can explore an elevated lifestyle. I have to be honest, I was starry-eyed after my conversation with Maxine, and not just because I love her music so much, but because she is one of the kindest people I've ever spoken to. You meet a lot of people in life who are nice, but they're not necessarily kind. Well, Maxine is kind, nice, and then some, and that is going to be very evident when you watch and listen to this interview. She is such a sweet person. She has built community all over the world from her travels with music, but I truly believe it's her personality that bring people back to her shows, to see her over and over again. She has such amazing energy, and I feel so privileged. She shared some of that energy and time with me, And I'm so excited for you to hear this interview. Well, Maxine, thank you so much for joining me. It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you, finally. Yeah. So
0: tell me, whereabouts are you calling from today? So I'm based in Southampton in the UK. So I'm just here while I'm not gigging. So this is where I live.
1: Well, it seems like you do a lot of traveling. I was looking at your Instagram the other day, and it's like every post, different city, different country. So you're actually your home for right now.
0: Yeah, so I have been traveling quite a lot, but I've had the last few weeks off, which has kind of been quite nice. I've just been getting my head stuck in the studio and just finishing off projects. Because when you're on the road, you kind of make, I like making stuff on my travels. So, you know, on the flights, on the on the trains and stuff. So it's nice when you come home, you can really get stuck into just finishing those ideas off and, um, yeah, getting them all mixed down, ready to send off to the labels and test out. So yeah, it's been nice, but, um, I'll be back on the road in, uh, next weekend.
1: Okay. So do you find that you tend to pull inspiration better when you're traveling or is it something where you have to kind of be at home, like you said, to like hone that in?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like there's, I get inspiration from so many different places. It can be like when I'm out, some, sometimes just being being out, you know, for the gigs and the clubs, I get loads of inspiration just hearing the music. Or you might be listening to one of your favourite DJs um, playing, you can come back and be really inspired by that. Um, but then also you can be inspired by being at home and listening to like old records or um, just going through like acapellas, listen, listening to samples. So there's so many ways of getting inspiration. Like sometimes you could be just out in town and you might hear a little song playing in a shop and that just sparks an idea like, oh, actually yeah. that would be a cool little melody to use. And then, yeah, you can just build ideas from there. So it kind of, it's always different really. I wouldn't say there's, um. I feel like for me, there's not like a set, way. There's not a set thing that inspires the ideas. It can be so many different things.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really cool that when you do so much travel, you get such a diversity of people, uh, food, environments. So it's got to just be really enriching for when you are in it, in that creative mode, because it's like you've just seen so many different things, interacted with so many different people. That's got to be helpful, right?
0: Definitely. That's one thing I absolutely love about this job is just seeing all the different cultures. Um, Mm -hmm. like recently I've just been to Singapore and it was my first time in Singapore and it was amazing. Like the, the, you know, the culture there, the people, the energy, um, you know, and it was, it was kind of like a different crowd as well to, to play to. I've never played out there before and they really like, they're really into house music, which was amazing. Um, yeah, and I just, love, I just love meeting new people, like like you said, like meeting different people, all different cultures, different backgrounds, um, and America as well. I've been playing quite a lot in America, mm-hmm. and it's such a big place, America, compared to the UK. So, like, each different country is, just has its own unique thing, and everyone's different, and I love just, yeah, I love just meeting different people and getting to explore um, different uh, parts of the scene.
1: Yeah, it's
0: really
1: yeah. Every state is so different. You don't mm-hmm. realize, you know. I mean, I always so I have family in in Italy and Sicily, and I always get jealous when they say they they take a train, you know, to another country for the day. But then yeah. I forget. I realize, like, okay, wait, all of our states are so different, you know, yeah. like, and, and it and it takes a while to get from you know, play, like we don't have the same luxury of travel that, that they do in Europe, but, but everywhere is mm-hmm. so different. Like I can imagine probably playing in Brooklyn is different than, you know, playing in, I don't know what, Texas. Have you ever played in Texas? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you have? yeah, yeah. It, it,
1: totally. Whereabouts are you from? I'm in Chicago and you have oh, a lot Chicago. of, a, okay, yeah, amazing. you have, you have a lot of fans here. I know, oh, I know that I love sure. and I, I,
0: I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite places to play. I think I have played there since I since I got my US visa after COVID. I've played there quite a few times now, and I just Spy love bar, right. Love, yeah, that, that's right. Spy Bar, yep. um, Concord. Yeah, I played at Spy Bar a few times, and then we had yeah. I think there was one more show as well, but it's like where because house music began in Chicago as well, and mm-hmm. the roots come from there, and you can really feel that with the crowd because they really know like they really know their music um they really connect to it so yeah I love Chicago I love it love it there yeah. but like you said yeah Chicago like you know LA might be very different to playing in like Miami or Brooklyn so mm-hmm. yeah it's just really interesting to see um all the different parts of the parts of the world and see how people react to the music but it's so good because music just brings everyone together. And I feel like that's one thing that kind of unifies all of us. Absolutely.
1: The the community aspect is unmatched. I think, I mean, every, every genre of music has something special, but house music, that, that community is what I think keeps people coming back. You know, these, yeah. these clubs, they're, they're safe spaces <laughs> to be able to express yourself to to let loose. So many people have, like regular jobs where it's like, you know, they're in their, their corporate attire from nine to five and they wait, Mm -hmm. like they spending time seeing people like you play is like the highlight of their month. And that's got to feel pretty Mm -hmm. special.
0: Yeah, no. To be able to share music and connect with people like that, like even after I play, I love chatting to people that have come to see me and just connecting with people outside of the shows as well. Like even might be on like social media as well. Like, I really like connecting with people that support me and and that follow me. So, yeah, it's such
1: a nice feeling. I do see that on your on your social media a lot. You're very like you you interact with the fans and, and it genuinely looks like you recognize people like, Oh, I I know who you are. I've talked to you. And I think that's something really special that again, like other, maybe, you know, top 40 music, whatever, they don't have that luxury. Like you're, you're most likely never going to meet like a pop star, but Mm -hmm. with house music, we're so, we're all like intertwined with each other. And the fact that you take the time to, to do that because playing a set is a, a physical workout <laughs> like it's not you know you're in it you're dancing you're having fun and then the fact that you take the time to talk to your fans after that's really special
0: yeah and I, I just love like when you go to a show if you see people from like the last show if they've come mm-hmm. to your next one like I recently played in Brooklyn and there was people there from my last show in Brooklyn and yeah, after some after a few shows, you get to recognize people, and some people can become your friends. You know, it's that's what I love about how music can just bring people together. And even like my partner, I met him through like being in the music industry, and you that's know, awesome. like seven years later, we're still together. And I don't wow. I like, because of music. It's that's what brings people together. So I think it's just yeah, it's just such a special thing. Yeah. So okay. So I
1: have a question about that. I have. A couple of friends who have partners who are not into house music. And I feel like it's hard for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Are they DJs or like? Some are DJs, DJs.
1: Yeah. Some are DJs. Some are just, you know, fanatics. Yeah. And I feel like it's tough because how, I mean, there's day parties in the summer, right? But like, there's late nights mm-hmm. involved with this. My brother's mm-hmm. a DJ. He's only ever uh, dated women who are also DJs because he's like, I yeah. just need that level of understanding. They've
0: got that like thing in common,
1: kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. And and you just understand if you have to be in your, you know, in your studio, locked away, getting a project done. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that? I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible to to not be with someone who's not in the scene, but do you think that that really helps? I think like the, I think,
0: I, f- I feel like the, the main thing is if you have the support and the sort of respect and trust for, for one another, you know, cause it's, you know, in a nightclub, obviously you're surrounded by lots of people you have never met, there's guys, mm-hmm. things like that. So you've got to have that trust and also support. Like if, if you've got a supportive partner and you're, you know, both supportive in each of your careers, then I think that really helps. Um, but yeah, I've I've met people where they're, you know, into completely opposite things. Like one will be a DJ, one will have a partner who's not really into the, you know, into the music so much. Um but there's there might be a common thing that they both have in common that brings them together. Um it's hard to say, isn't it, because everyone's so different. Um but I, I think I can imagine it is challenging at the same time if, if you're completely different and you're not, you know, one might be out spending late nights, things like that, and the other one, if they're not into that, into going out, then it could be a challenge. But,
1: yeah, it, I, think I think it all just comes down to the, the person. What I think and what is is true to me, I mean, m- myself and my husband, we go for the music. We don't go for, like, the club the other parts. Right. Yeah. You're like
0: more passionate about like the music side.
1: Yeah. I think that's most fans. I mean, if you strip away the bottle service, the BS, most of us are there just for the music, right? Like you're that, that's, you're intentionally going to see a specific artist. You're there for the community. And so, um, that's hard to explain, I think, to people who just go to like regular clubs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's just open or top forty, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I I really do think that's like a special thing that when you have that connection with somebody, whether it's a partner or friends, it just it just knits that bond even closer.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like having a career in the industry, I think it's good to have like a support network in general, um, whether that's your partner or your friends or your family. Like just having people that you know it's like having your tribe isn't it and the people around you who you know understand what you're doing and yeah just support you in general so I think that's really important
1: yeah that's something that's on my mind a lot especially lately um and I want to hear well let me take a step back how how old are you do you mind me asking Uh, I'm 32 okay me too yeah. So, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So, as you know, it's different, obviously, you, you know, working um, in the scene. I mean, this is your job. Mm-hmm. But as I go through life, f- I think friend groups change, right? As you get older and your priorities shift. And I've been on this quest to like balance being able to enjoy this part of my life. It's something I'll never let go. And it, of course, for you, this is literally your career, Mm -hmm. but then also thrive in other areas, right? Like my business, uh, you know, being healthy, uh, just, just, just finding the balance. And you talked about support network. I, I want to know how it is for you building a support network of people that kind of support, like all your life's goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and people who, um, understand that for you, this isn't just like a party life. This is literally your career, your bread and butter. So how have you yeah. kind of shaped that as your career has evolved?
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my circle is pretty small. I'd say like, um, I've, I know a lot of people and I've got a lot of friends. Um, little, yeah, I've got a lot of friends that I hang out with, but my close knit circle is pretty small. Um, and I've kind of always liked that, you, you know, cause we just, it just, it just kind of flow, flow, like flows organically kind of thing. Um, so yeah, my partner, he's like super supportive. Um, he's kind of been with me on my journey since the beginning as well. Since when I like about eight years ago, when I started getting into, into DJ and I was living in London, um, and yeah when i when i moved to london i wasn't really like the scene from where i where i grew up it was quite there wasn't a lot of house music like i wasn't going out to a lot of house music events so when i moved to london that really helped me to kind of expose myself to like more of the industry um more nightclubs, more DJs, and just meeting more people, like meeting more people in the scene. And then through that, that's when I've really started to learn and pick up things like production and things kind of built from there. So my network built like that, and I built like a crew in London that we all, you know, we all really, really supported each other. Um, but, yeah, because I've, like, moved since then. I've, like, I lived mm-hmm. in Ibiza, and then I've moved – now I live in Southampton. Um yeah, it's just kind of knowing, you know, along your journey, you, you get to meet people who are sort of, you just gel really well with. Um, but because my partner, he's sort of been with me since the beginning when I moved to London, um, he knows, it, like, he's just been with me for everything. So it just, he's like my biggest supporter. And um, yeah, it's just, I'd say he's he's like the one that, yeah, it's just, always supporting me if if there's anything like even with production like he's got a really good ear for music um so like I'll finish tracks and he loves listening to them and he'll you know he'll give me some feedback and critical feedback I love hearing that as well like change this change it do that always (laughs) open to ideas so yeah I just think um I, I suppose along the journey you just get to know who your people are really um but yeah in general um there's lots of people around that are supportive. Um, and it, and it goes hand in hand, you know, supporting each
1: other and, and getting the support back is really important. That's really, I I love to hear that about your partner. Um, I think a lot of people are jaded nowadays about having a partner or being in relationships. And sometimes I feel like I like hack some sort of cheat code, finding someone. And it sounds like, the same for you like you yeah. have this amazing person who is literally your home mm-hmm. and you can trust him with everything from you know music to whatever it is that you're dealing with and that's just like I don't know. It's rare. It's really rare to have something like that. And that's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great to hear that you have that as well. I think like when you find that, it is something really special, but, um, yeah, I'm just super happy. Like he's, he's very focused on like his work and stuff and I'm focused on my projects and we just both really are supportive towards each other. That's awesome. Does he uh, travel with you most of the time? He does. Not all the time. Um, but he will come as much as he can. He, um, if, if like I'm doing like a US weekend and it's sort of in and out, um, like a short weekend, he doesn't always come to them ones cause it's quite a long flight. It's like mm-hmm. the nine, nine ten 10 hours flight. Um, yeah. but if, if I'm going to be in the, that country for a little bit longer, say, you know, five days or something, he'll, it'll be more worthwhile him coming. So, right. um, he recently came, where did he last come with me? He's been to like New York with me, um, Dubai. Yeah, that was the last one, I think Dubai. Um, he came along to that one, which was really nice because we were there for like four days. So yeah, we got to just explore a bit um, around wow. the gig and get to see it a bit more. So yeah, he, he loves it though. He loves he loves the music scene. Like he, he used to work in the music industry as well. So like it just brought us together and he's got a real passion for music so he loves coming to my gigs but yeah he doesn't it doesn't always come to to all of them now but yeah
1: yeah yeah it's hard, those quick like flights back and forth that's got to be tough um you know to and with when hi, him having his own job so that actually leads me to my next question something i always like to ask people who travel a lot because I've just recently started traveling more, and I'm not good at it, and you have mm-hmm. to be good at it when you have your type of job. Mm-hmm. so how do you and I think it's i mean, I don't want to like gender this, but as women, I think we have we have a lot more that goes into like i don't know we we more tend to have better routines and whatever, so like how do you get into routine, whether it's like sleep, winding down for bed? Mm-hmm. What do you bring when you're traveling all the time? Because like I'm on a quest to figure out how to make that work. And yeah, you're probably an expert at so this. So what? Point. Do, what do you struggle with when you're traveling? Like what sort of things? I can't. Is it? Is it the sleep, like the jet lag, or sleep? Not knowing the right amount of stuff to bring. It's either always mm. too much or too little. Yeah. And being like, I'm very like much a homebody and in my routine. So I don't know. Yeah. I, for, are you, or are you really just good with like being on the fly?
0: So I, I'm quite organized. Like I like being, I, I do like having that organization, but, um, so for example, like if I go on a, like a longer tour, like for example, I went on like a three week tour once I didn't mm-hmm. pack a, uh, checked bag because I was going to different, cause I was going to be going in and out. I think it was maybe eight different places I was going to. I just thought having to check the bag, collect it at each place was going to yeah. cause more headaches. So I just made – um. So I've, so I've got the hand luggage bag, okay. this little, you know, the little suitcase, and then I put the – and then I brought a big, like, handbag with me, and that I just made sure I had enough stuff in there. So I feel like that really helped with just reducing, yeah. like – time at the airports and things like that
1: you always have different outfits though in your Instagram pictures so do really? you buy yeah do you buy stuff when I feel you're, like I wear the same thing <laughs> no no I, I swear, swear. Yeah. I swear you have like different out- so do you ever buy yeah. stuff when you're in the countries or do you just like what I'm bringing is what I'm bringing
0: yeah I'll buy sometimes I'll pick up a few little bits if I've got time I'll I'll, I'll go exploring and have a look at the shops but um yeah, I don't, I wouldn't go too crazy. Like, so, like sometimes in America, there's like amazing trainers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, t- I tend to just, if, if there's a few like little t shirts or, yeah. um, you know, little, little bits I can pack in. Um, but in general, I feel like the heart, I'd say the hardest bit of, I'd say the traveling is probably the jet lag with America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I'll take the, um, you know, the melatonin. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 I just have like, one of them on the flight home and then I'll just like conk out. And then by the time I've landed in the UK, I've had like a good sleep, but um, yep. yeah, it can't, it, it's definitely challenging. And most people I speak to say like, it has, that's, it's challenging. You you might've mm. had no sleep and then you've got to get on the flight to go to the next gig the following day. Um, but yeah, I think just the music in general just keeps you, buzzing and the whole experience of like traveling and seeing different countries I feel like that excitement of it all just keeps you really um awake and excited and keeps the momentum going um and obviously the shows as soon as you get to the show the energy you get like from Mm -hmm. playing out and the you know the energy from the crowd that that instantly wipes away any tiredness that you could have (laughs) I I feel um yeah but yeah no I'd say like I feel like the more I've done it the not easier because there's always little hiccups along the way but the more you have this sort of set routine like Mm -hmm. have I checked that I've got my passport have I checked that I've got all my USBs you know you kind of get into this habit of before I leave I'm going to make sure I've done this, this, and this, but like the first, the first time, like years ago, well like, you know, when I started going traveling outside of the UK for gigs, it's always a little bit like, Oh, you know, you feel, especially if you're on your own, but I feel like the more, it's like anything, the more you do something, um, the better you kind of get at,
1: get at yeah. it. Yeah. And you, you made a great point. I mean, you are living this, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you have this amazing life where you're experiencing so many amazing things. You're just in the moment. And, Mm -hmm. and to, to be able to just do all this, you know, these cool different things for your career, it's not like you're traveling for boring reasons. Like you're, you're there and it sounds like you're seizing the moment. I'm in Dubai for four days. Let's have the best time ever. You know, whatever happens, happens. If there's hiccups, like you're just living it. And I think too, I mean, I hate talking about COVID, but like, especially after COVID, that's so important to Mm -hmm. just, you know, make the most of everything.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think, um, yeah, just just having music being able to, mu- having the music taking me to these different places is just something that I'm just so grateful for. So when I do go away, I'm just always like really buzzing and really excited. And <clears throat> like some people say, oh, how do you, you know, travel on your own? Because I travel quite a bit on my own, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: like to America and that recently. And um, I honestly love, I love just traveling around like it's I I have my laptop with me if I'm on the flight like I can get on with you know doing work on the plane like production or whatever it is sorting out like playlists for my gigs so um and also I feel like with social media now I've I always feel connected to people um like, you know, through social media and Instagram, like you might get interactions from your followers about certain gigs and things like that. And you just always feel connected. I yeah. feel like now, whereas if we didn't have our, like if we didn't have our phone, I'd definitely be, you know, be, feel a bit more isolated,
1: but yeah, it's it's fine. And I yeah, just embrace yeah. it and enjoy it. And I want to talk about your music in a second, but to to wrap up this point about travel, I have to to mention this, and I want to know if you've had any surprises at different airports, but mm-hmm. I just went to London for the first time in February and okay. um, flew flew into Italy first to stay with fit my family. And then we did London and we, uh, I never thought I'd have a chance to go to Printworks because of it closing, but we did. And so nice we went on the last day before our flight. Uh, so we went on a Friday and our flight was at noon, on uh, saturday and we didn't fly into heathrow we flew into what, what's there's a, another airport right was it gatwick, gatwick airport i think from, so i don't
0: it might be from or there's um stansted
1: that one luton london city airport yeah so yeah. i didn't know i was not prepared for how nice heathrow was going to be and mm-hmm. typically when i travel i like to look presentable you know comfortable mm-hmm. but presentable because You know, it's just, there's all different kinds of people in the airport. Well, let's just say I did not look presentable after being (laughs) up. We've all been there. Yeah. And basically having to take a Uber directly to the airport. And when we Mm -hmm. got in there and everybody was so nice and accommodating, which is not typical of airports in the United States, Mm -hmm. you're generally getting like pushed around by TSA. And like, you don't even know, like, you know, your head's spinning by the time you actually get to the gate. Mm. I kind of had to like take several breaths and realize that I was in a really fancy, nice place, especially with all the shopping and stuff. And I, I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed. I was like, next time I come <laughs> back here, like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. they had like, they put, put me yeah. on CCTV, like, cause I just looked insane. Like I looked like a gremlin.
0: So, yeah. you, gone, so you went to Printworks and then did you not have much sleep as no. well? No. So was it just like straight through? Mm, yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've done Wh- that. Which was good to sleep on the plane. But so point of the story is it surprised me how beautiful the airport was. Hmm. And I- I'm wondering if you've had any experiences in the US, good or bad, where the travels just like you got to an airport, you're like, where the hell am I? Mm. Oh, there's.
0: I feel like there's not one that s- sticks out uh, like that's been really bad. I'd say... Good there's been like huge queues I think at like New York Mm -hmm. um New York is usually there's always queues there in Miami but um yeah I've done them ones where I've gone to a gig and then gone back to the hotel I've had like one hour sleep and then I've had to get up to go straight to the airport yeah and you're just at the airport like so you just feel like a zombie um Uh And I'm yeah, and if I'm traveling on my own, I'm like, oh, am I going to like fall asleep? You know, if you're yeah. in the gate, and
1: mm-hmm. then you're just
0: like slowly drifting off, and I'm like, oh, am I going to fall asleep and miss my flight? So yeah. it's always that. Um, but then oh, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Like, there's so many different airports that I've been to. Um, I went to Singapore recently. That airport was insane. I know I like it's not that. the US, but like it's got like this waterfall it's full of like trees everywhere um wow it's it's amazing it's like a whole you could have like
1: several hours just enjoying yourself at the airport (laughs) there's loads of things to do there that's so cool and it's funny because like I feel like when I'm at the airport after a long weekend like wow nobody knows what I just did like everybody's living their own lives and and, and, here no one notices yeah I mean I know yeah it's, I know. It's right. I'm, I remind myself, I'm like, you're not that important. Like nobody's looking at you crazy. Like yeah, <laughs> well,
0: that, yeah. people are probably also doing the same is what as yeah, well. True. Um, true. You
1: so, know, well, whatever. That's, yeah, that's really cool. It's, it's, I mean, you've had such an incredible career so far and you're so young and I'm so excited for you to, to go to even more places. I mean, it sounds like you've checked off some really cool, you know, countries off the list. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about your music. Um, I know you have an EP that just came out and it seems yep. like you're constantly producing. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, for everyone, it's a little bit different that the balance between DJing and producing, but you just have such an incredible body of, of music. How mm-hmm. are you able to, to balance gigging and then also being able to just come up with brand new stuff all the time?
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, I mean, even like after some gigs, there might be times where I'm, I am more tired, like if I've come back, but I'll always find a little bit of time every day or some days I don't, but there'll always be some time in the day where I'm like creating something or working on an old idea. Like I have so many ideas on my computer that I don't, like I have never put out, you know, there's just, mm-hmm. there's always ideas on the go. Um, but yeah i I'd, I'd just say i i love production, so it's it's just something that I always spend a bit of time on like if I'm on the road, I love like producing if i'm on the if I'm in a hotel, just sort of you know killing a bit of time or on the on the plane, I'll always be working on something um so yeah, I think it's just it's just the time the amount of time I put into it kind of leads to you know the releases and things like that and I think over the years I've just always been quite dedicated to production because I just really enjoy it so yeah I just love being able to like create something from a thought or like something in your head or you might hear like some people ask me how I start start my tracks and it's kind of always different every time like it might be like a vocal or sample or Yeah. Just anything like the drums, it always changes, but I think I'm just, I, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm always getting inspired, inspiration from a lot of different places. So that always leads to me laying
1: down, laying down the ideas and creating stuff. And I think I read somewhere you listened to like hip hop and R and B when you were younger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obsessed. Do you think think that that, and do you still listen to to hip hop and R and B?
0: Yeah, hundred. I go yeah. through phases where like I'll listen to like really old playlists from like the '90s. Um, yeah. that's that's the kind of hip hop I love. Like the '90s, that kind of era. Um, yeah, I just I just love love that kind of genre, and that that's definitely inspired my sound. Like um, I grew up also listening to like garage and R and B, and they've got a lot of like soul in them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like taking the kind of Garage that I used to listen to was quite underground. And then if you mix that with like soulful vocals from like hip hop and mm-hmm. um, R&B, it kind of draws, if I draw all those inspirations and put them into my own music, that's kind of how I've, I suppose, created my sound. But um, yeah, it's always evolving as well. So
1: Yeah, there's just something, I mean, we're the same age, so I, you know, Mm-hmm. The hip hop from the '90s and R and B. There's just yeah. something about it that brings you back. Like I remember listening to it in, you know, the backseat of my parents' car. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, hearing it on the radio. Like it's just a special, you know. And I don't want to sound like a like a you know, oh, back in my day. Like because we're we're not that old, but like that mm. was when there was no cell phones. You had to wait to hear a song on the radio. Like you just yeah. didn't have. De- it wasn't on demand. So like mm-hmm. hearing your favorite song was like, I don't know if I'm going to hear this for another week. So like, I mm-hmm. have to, sa- I have to savor this moment right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember like just having like the whole albums and then just mm-hmm. rinsing them. Like I'd listen to them from the very start right to the end and just put, put them back to the beginning and just absolutely wow. just rinsing albums. Like, I think now there's a lot of singles, well, there is still a lot of albums, but it's a lot more digital. I had the sort of physical physical yeah. albums um so yeah, I just and then when i when I started driving, I used to just play music in my car all the time, and I just got obsessed. but I never really listened to house music um like when I was that age. I was always mm-hmm. into hip hop just because I wasn't really. I wasn't really exposed to house music at that time. And then when I started going to um, like festivals and then I went to Ibiza, that's when I really heard like house and techno in like big clubs on big sound systems. And it's like a whole new experience. Um, And then from there it was, yeah, it just grew and grew. My love for house music grew, but yeah, I still listen to, still listen to hip hop and um, all the, Oh, it's very nostalgic, isn't it? Listening to like 90s hip-hop it it takes is. you back to like those
1: good memories. It is. Do, and do you remember the first house song you ever heard? Oh, that's or- a good one.
0: First ever
1: house song.
0: Or like um, electronic I mean, in
1: the, general.
0: I mean, the first, yeah, I think the first festival I went to was called Lovebox Festival in London. Um, that was... I can't remember exactly who it was. I think it might have been maybe like Disclosure were headlining, but there was like also like a drum and bass stage. Um, but the the club, I remember. I have a lot of memories at Amnesia in Ibiza. Yeah. Just um, guy, I used to go there a lot when I first started. I still go there a lot now. But when I first started listening to house music, like I went there a lot. And um, yeah, just I can't remember specifically like names of tracks, but you, sometimes you'll hear it, and then you'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that from,
1: from when we went there. Yeah. My, my first exposure to electronic music was hard style. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't listen to hard style anymore. I have an appreciation because yeah. like my 13 year old self was like, Oh my God, this is a, I think it was like that rebellious, like I'm going to listen to the most aggressive music possible to annoy my yeah. parents. Yeah. 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 Uh, but is yeah. It a like hard, hard house. So I think that's what it's called now. It was yeah. show, show tech. And I think they still okay. play music. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is it quite a fast it, BPM? Like, is it very, quite fast very, 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 mm. yes. And I, sometimes I'll still dabble in that, you know, I'm like, but I, I yeah. like the journey. I like, you know, being able to be taken on a journey back then. Like I said, I think it was just like, 13-year-old rebellion and aggression like let me mm. blast the most l- loudest thing I can you know because yeah. I'm mad at, at my mom or something <laughs> but I think we all go through phases don't we like of listening
0: to just all different and that, I love that though because you get all different inspirations from all yeah. different styles um I used to listen to like drum and bass um I wouldn't, I don't really listen to that now, although I really like, I like the genre, but I just don't really listen to it. Um, but there's still inspirations from there that you can draw into your own taste of what you listen to now.
1: Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of, um, intermingling of genres now. It's not as like clearly defined as it Mm. used to be. And I, and I love that. And I mean, you see these different artists now, like collaborating with other people that you never thought would Mm. happen and uh yeah it just makes the community stronger right and it's like 100 yeah it's- that's
0: what it's about isn't it like it should it should be about like sharing that common thing that you're both into which is the love for the music and if you can intertwine like two different styles or whatever it is it's you, you know you can create something really cool and that's how like new genres get um created isn't it like by yeah. things being mixed together and then it might create a new sound and then you know that might spark spark something completely fresh yeah well
1: maxine it's been such a privilege to talk to you i'm i'm so grateful for your time yeah it's been so nice to talk to you and and before we wrap up just just tell tell me in the audience what you have going on this summer so this summer I've got loads of shows, like US shows.
0: I've got some really good, exciting ones in the UK as well. Um, production-wise, I'm working on – I've just finished up a remix for um, one of my favourite uh, girl duos, um, which I'll be announcing soon. So i have just, yeah, kind of finishing that up now. So that remix will come out, I think, end of July, um, which, yeah, isn't too – well, about a month or so away. Because time just flies by, doesn't it? Um And then, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be launching um, my own label as well later on this year, record label, um, which I'm just sort of working on at the moment behind the scenes. So that's all, it's all coming together um, really well. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And then, yeah, just, just mix, a mixture of production and the gigs and um, just continuing to, continuing to do what I do really.
1: Staying busy. Well, thank you again for your time. It was so nice to talk to you. It was really nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. I really want to highlight the point that she made about seeing people at shows and then recognizing them at later shows, whether it's at the same venue or even in a different city. That is what makes house and techno music so special. It's why we treasure it so much because How lucky are we that we have these artists who are not only willing to share their musical genius with us, but their time as well. I mean, what other community do you get that level of intimacy from, you know? And it also speaks to the fact that it's so easy to make friends in this scene. I've gone to so many different festivals and shows where I've met people from different states, different countries, and now I have an excuse to go visit these places that I might not have otherwise because now I have a friend there and it's the community aspect that is absolutely unmatched that's why we love this music so much so if you like this episode of course subscribe on YouTube or you could listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify anywhere you listen to podcast subscribing and following is the best way to support the show I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Thursday